Welcome to Getting Real Estate with Josh Lenhart, Director's Mortgage, and Casey Sport, John L. Scott. Welcome to episode one, where we are going to go over the basics of the home buying process. Yes, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about if you are interested in buying a home, what exactly does it look like for you to take the first steps to getting ready? And generally speaking, you've got two sides that you're working with, the real estate side and the lending side. And a lot of people don't know where you go first. Right. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you're getting a referral to a realtor from your friends, your family. There's a million ways to find a real estate agent. There's a million ways to find a lender. So I feel like that could be like an entire episode in yes. itself about how they're finding about. us, who yeah. they're talking to. And the, the long and short of it is, is that most of us, you know, there are a lot of different lenders and our realtors and you need to find somebody that's going to work for you. Right. And not just um, who's going to do their job, but who fits with your personality? What is their communication like? Um, you know, in working with some, you know, on the real estate side, the, the lenders that I work with are so important because we work as a team and communication. 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 Being it's my, available. <laughs> my being... biggest pet peeve in this industry. A hundred percent. And if people don't understand, I mean, that can, bad communication can cause delays in closing. It can cause a loss in money, a loss in the home, just a lot of pitfalls that people don't, I mean, again, that's why we're, that's why we do what we do. Right. And why, like... You know, there are online versions, I think, of both of us and why we tell people to stay away from those is because our job is to get to know really in depth your personal situation. I mean, I remember the, the very first week I ever got a job as a loan officer, the person that was training me gave me probably the best advice I've ever gotten. And she said, your job is identifying landmines as soon as possible and figuring out ways to navigate around those so that somebody can get into a home. And that has stuck with me because online lenders don't know the ins and outs of your personal situation. They're getting snapshots of what you're sending them, but they don't know all of the minute details that may either get you into a home or keep you from getting a home. Right, right. So the very first step, I mean, when either of us, the first step is talking to the lender. Right. Regardless of whether or not you come to the realtor first, which absolutely, if you have a realtor, come to me, I'm immediately going to send you to a lender because we need to know what you are pre-approved for. So to give a, a little bit of insight into as to what I do, uh, you know, uh, my job again is the financials and how I pare it down for folks. And there's a lot of different ways in which people communicate this and everybody has kind of their own little phrases or sayings. I like to pare it down to there are three C's of mortgage lending, your credit, your cash flow, and your capital. That is the the overview. So the first step that I always go through people with is an application. And I tell people those are no cost. Those are no obligation. All it's doing is it's answering the question to those three C's. So your credit is your credit score. What we're looking at there primarily is what your scores are. And if you have any like derogatories or credit issues or problems that we need to work through. Again, a lot of lenders won't give you the time of day if you have credit that doesn't qualify or if you've had past derogatories like a bankruptcy, a foreclosure, lates on your credit card or whatever. Again, connecting with the right lender is really important because a lot of people will just turn you away. Right. Oh, your credit scores are too low. I can't help you. My job is to really build you a roadmap, blueprints to success if there are credit issues. So that's the, one of the very first things that we're looking at is what are your scores if they're qualifiable, great. If they're not, what can I do to get you there? The cash flow piece is your money coming in versus your money going out every month. 
So this is a common misconception. Most programs, the, the, the range that that operates is different depending on the program. And your debt to income ratio is how much money you have gross coming in per month from your job or from social security or retirement or self-employment, whatever the case may be, those qualifications look different across the board versus what your necessary mandatory debts are. And those are debts that are gonna show up on your credit report. So any mortgage payments, your credit cards, car payments, and student loans. Right. Whatever the minimum balance is for those. So we're looking at, it's a common misconception because people are like, hey, like how much of a house can I afford? We're not looking at like what the total dollar amount is. It's we're looking at what is your monthly qualifiable payment. Right. Because all they're looking at, the lender, every lender they're borrowing, you know, they're, they're lending money is, can you make this mortgage payment for up to potentially 30 years? Right. <laughs> so the cash flow piece is we're not looking at like, can I buy a five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar house? We're looking at what is the monthly payment that you can afford? And I want to add a caveat to that. Again, going back to why choosing the right lender is so important is there is a huge difference between what your ceiling is, the maximum you can qualify for versus what you are comfortable with right with your monthly right. payments yeah and that is a really common i've seen way too many people that you know a lender will say oh you're good for up to a half a million dollar home they get an offer accepted they start the paperwork and then they realize their payment is substantially higher than they want it to be because the lender didn't go over it they just said this is what you can do not what do you want to do right and that's also brings in the difference between a pre-qualification and a pre-approval is with the pre-qualification you are they're just you're just giving them numbers of like oh, this is how much i make so then this is how much i can afford versus a pre-approval where you do that deep dive into credit and it is a hard credit pull but with mortgage lending it's it's a quick recovery. Yes. So even is, if you can't qualify or you're not pre-approved right away, it's a quick recovery, correct? Yes. The impact is much different on a mortgage credit report. So people don't know this and I don't want to get too far into like credit reporting stuff, but there are essentially identifiers behind when you pull your credit, whether it's for a mortgage or a credit card or a car payment. So like installment loans, revolving debt mortgages, the risk factors are different for each of those. There's a difference between borrowing $5,000 on a credit card and $500,000 for a house. Right. So the scores are going to be different. So if you have Credit Karma or freecreditreport.com or you use Equifax Experian or TransUnion for your credit reporting, the number you get every month is oftentimes different than what I'm seeing on my side. So going back to what you were mentioning, a pre-qualification is very much like I fill out the application, I told you what I make. Okay, go ahead and go shopping based on hypothetical numbers. A full pre-approval is I'm actually gathering your income documentation, your tax returns or your W-2s or whatever to give you a very concrete idea about what your qualification looks like. But again, my job going beyond that is also saying, okay, well, what are you comfortable with right. making your monthly payment um, to make sure that you know, again, when I then route that back to Casey, when I'm done with my process, that then you can actually look for homes in the price range they're comfortable with and you're not wasting their time by going out and shopping for things that are outside what they want to do right um and then the last piece is the capital the money that you have available for down payment and or closing costs and so i'm looking at you know there are a lot of different programs out there you, you, you know casey in the first episode or in our episode zero mentioned va programs she loves working with veterans 
most of them have earned this ability to work with federal VA, which is a 0% down payment program. It is a benefit. It's not just a loan. So to all my veterans, it is a benefit. Yes. You earned that. You earned 0% down. Absolutely. No mortgage insurance. And there's a ton of advantages to those, but there are multiple 0% down payment programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 3%, 3.5%, 5%. There's this common misconception. I need 20% to buy a house. So... There are a multitude of programs, and I get to look over all those options based on, again, the snapshot of your financials to see what I can do. So that is the long and short of I basically talk to you, go over, ask a lot of questions about how your financials look. I do an application with you so I can see what your credit looks like, what your cash flow looks like, and how much money you have. And that then helps me determine what it is, what programs you qualify for, the house payment. Once I'm done with that conversation, I then refer to an extremely qualified realtor. Back to me, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, Casey, then when somebody is pre-approved, like whether they come to me or you, and then you maybe hand them back to me and I say, okay, we've had our conversations. You and I talk. I say they're good for up to $350,000. This is what they're looking at for their monthly payment or what they're comfortable with. Uh, Where do you go from there with them? Um, that is when we have the conversation about your wants and needs. Um, you know, it's easy for us, I think in general to be like, I, I want this in a house and I want this in a house and I want this in a house, but what do you need? So really like having that conversation of like, what are your non-negotiable things? Maybe it's, maybe you have a family and kids and school district is a non-negotiable thing. Um, neighborhood you know, number of bedrooms, like you work from home. So you have to have an at home working space, whatever it is, we go over your Mm -hmm. wants and needs. So just take your basic criteria. And then I get you set up on a search in the MLS system. Um, obviously. And what is the MLS system for those uh, out there? Multiple listing system. Perfect. Yeah. So that's where we, it's, uh, the better version of Zillow and Red. Okay, perfect. No, it's the, it's your local multiple listing um, service. And so I will take your criteria and I tell people like, let's take your needs essentially and make that, make your criteria as broad as possible because, you know, people enter things into that MLS um, all different ways. And I always say, you know what, we're going to put it as broad as possible and then I will set them up on a auto listing campaign or like a perspective listing where every day when new things hit the market, they're getting auto emails. So when I initially set you up on that system, I'm going to go through everything that's currently on the market as of today. And I'm going to send you all the things that I think could be, you know, potential possibilities for a home. And then after that, you'll get automatic emails every day for new things hitting the market. Um, Just so that way, you know, I don't have all day. It's probably really shocking. I don't have all day to just sit on the computer and hit refresh and hit refresh and wait. And so I think that it's, it, it's a disservice if I were the only one looking for homes every day, obviously people are going to do their searches on Zillow and Redfin and they do have a place. Um, so tell me for those out there that they, a lot of people do that. They're shopping that way. They're looking for homes and they think, Oh, I'm just going to set up my own automated campaigns uh, what do I need a realtor for? What other kind of value are you adding? Well, I mean, because I know, but tell people right. out there what is why it's so important to have a realtor in, in your pocket who is 
helping you with that search. Yeah. Well, and it's, I have connections also to other real estate agents. I network with other agents in town. Um, you know, they may have a listing that's not quite live yet. Even in my own office, we, we have what we call the JLS first, which is where, you know, one of us have a listing coming up and we send an email of like, Hey, I've got this three bed, two bath and Crestwell with this size of yard, close to schools, whatever. Uh, if you have a client that's interested, it'll be live tomorrow. So then we have the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? Tomorrow that's going to be hitting the market and we're going to be the first ones to get a showing. Um, you know, or. So you have a little inside information that these automated lists don't. Don't. Correct. Correct. And then just having a local agent who has like hyper local knowledge of the area that you're looking for is so so beneficial like if you absolutely yeah just like these micro markets and like the mark every agent works like a different area in a different market and having somebody who knows that area is so valuable and so important and correct me if i'm wrong but that's a lot of what the upfront conversations are is that you are filtering your searches for these people based on criteria they might not even know they want or need when they're setting up their own searches the conversations that you're having with them are putting them into neighborhoods or areas based on those things. And you may have knowledge about things. It's like, oh, I remember when I first went in to buy a house, the realtor that I had, this was like 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Um, it was a family friend of mine and there was a house that had been on the market. It was a really good price. It seemed like a steal. And so, but, and a lot of realtors or a lot of like automated systems out there, it's like, oh, just go forth and do it. And it might be like the time of day that you're visiting or whatever. We left the house and I was like, why are we, let's make an offer. And uh, the realtor that I had was like, what you don't know is this is like the, the train tracks are like a half a mile away. And right. the way that the schedule runs is basically like from 10 p.m. to 2 in the morning. So the reason this has been sitting for the last 70 days, 80 days on the market and nobody's making an offer is because of that. Now, if you were just on your own, you visit in the middle of the afternoon, this is your dream home, you make an offer, you're never there past 4 p.m., <laughs> yeah. then you get to your house and the first night that you stay, all of a sudden, trains are clocking a quarter of a mile away from your house <laughs> right. and you're up half the night and you realize that you've made a mistake because you didn't have a professional in your corner helping you dissect some of that stuff that they right. might not know. Right, right. And somebody, you know, not everybody, if you just find a random agent, like we've had conversations where you're like, okay, I am pre-approved up to $450,000, but I'm only comfortable with my payment being around X amount. And so I only want to look in the three hundred to $350,000 range and having somebody who's not going to just push you because you can afford that and knowing the neighborhoods and the the suburbs and whatever that have homes that fit into your budget not just what you're pre-approved for not just your max but like fit into your budget and can provide for you the things that you need and some of the things that you want as well people just don't it, it's hard to um be able to quantify the advantage of working with real people who are having conversations with you because there are, you know, the, the life in the world that we live in, everything is people desire it to be immediate and they want it automated and they don't want to think about it. This is the biggest transaction financial decision you're going to make in your entire life. Right. By far. Right. And so having people that really understand your circumstances that can have, hopefully this opens up people's idea a little bit about why it's important to have people that are advocating for you in your corner. I've had too many horror stories. I just had 
a title company, and we'll get into that later, what the title company serves, but that's where you sign your final papers, one of the things that they do. And uh, the clients that we had had worked with me and a close agent, and we really tried to go above and beyond. They understood the pitfalls. There were some issues that had come up early on that we communicated, everybody was on board with, and it ended up being super smooth. And the title company reached out and sent me an email and said, this was one of the best signings. They were over the moon with you and the realtor that you worked with. Thank you so much for being so wonderful with them. This is quite the juxtaposition compared to the signing I just had yesterday with somebody who used an online lender and did a for sale by owner transaction. And they were in tears because they had to bring in $3,000 more than they thought they were going to. Yeah. They had no idea. And then when they're, they're signing on a house that they just found out there was some problem that they're going to have to fix, it's going to be thousands of dollars that nobody made them aware of it. Right. So there's a substantial amount of value in, in us being able to help you, guide you through that, not just from the standpoint of like, oh, we can talk to you about what those numbers look like, but really guiding you through that process. Right, right. And um, even I will speak on that like online lender thing. I had some clients uh, early last year that they came to me pre-approved. I tried to send them to one of my local lenders, but they were set on using their lender um, who they were VA clients. So again, the clients that I, I fight hard for all my clients, but especially in the seller frenzy market that we were in, they were, VA was unfortunately underdogs. Um, and so I, anyways, I tried to send them to a local lender. Um, this online lender was on the East coast and their transaction ended up being kind of a nightmare and we had multiple extensions and we could have avoided some of these extensions if we just had that three hour three extra hours in a day because three hours is a big deal in a day when you're trying to meet deadlines um when they clock off at two yeah our time Mm -hmm. and then we've lost three hours and then you have to wait until the next day and again you're just in this cycle of losing huge chunks of your day and you're extending and you're extending and, and it's most so of them are Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And guess when most a substantial amount of people do their searching for houses? On the weekends. On the weekends. <laughs> so that goes very powerfully with the real estate agent that you're working with, having the ability to actually help you. And again, the lender being able to communicate, you know, if Casey needs to shoot me a text message on Saturday at noon and say, like, we really need this taken care of, um, there's a substantial amount of lenders out there that just won't be available. Right whether it's online lenders or whatever the case. And so picking the right people is really, it's its just really important. It is, yeah. And your real estate agent is going to be more than just the person that unlocks your doors. I'm going to be the one that you're texting sometimes 1030 at night because you're so stressed <laughs> out. And you know what? I do set boundaries, uh, but there are situations where I will be responding to you at 1030 at night because I know you are so stressed out. Yes. And our job, our goal is to make it so that you are not. Exactly. And again, this is such a huge process. You're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars that you want to make sure that you're comfortable with exactly what you're getting into. Exactly. And it's the place that you are putting your kids to bed at night. It's the place that you are playing with your dog in the yard. It's the place that you're cooking dinner with your spouse. Like, it's not just you know, your biggest financial purse, like purchase, it's but not it's just four walls. Exactly. It is your home. It's your life. It's your safe place. And it's your neighborhood. It's exactly. your everything. And that is what we are here for that. We have a lot more in depth information. 
to yes, go over on this. Yes, that is a very brief overview of talking to me, doing an application. I gather all your paperwork based on that application. You speak with Casey. You go through the ins and outs of your wants versus your needs. You start shopping. So the next step then, in the next episode of what we'll cover is, once you actually find that home... We found it. We're writing an offer. We're submitting that offer. It's getting accepted. And then we will advise you through that very long process in our next part. What that looks like front to back. Thank you guys so much again for joining us today. And we will talk to you next time. Looking forward to the next one.